When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. I'm Luke Stuckmeyer. We're doing it for home because the AC is out at the CHGO studios, and so it's like 90 degrees there until they get it fixed. Uh, Cody's at home, nice and cool in his CHGO swag. Uh, Ryan is getting ready for a Vegas vacation. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, so... Our normally Joey Spathis is behind the camera producing, but Joey's like, Hey, I'll come on. So Joey <laughs> first, first voyage. What do you think? Yeah, I'm excited to be here. You know, I was waiting for you guys to give me the official invite, but I'm definitely not shy when I'm producing, you know, I make sure that I get my important opinions out there, but I'm excited. It's a, it's a different view for me, you know, in front of the screen this time on the other end of the stream yards today. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited to be here. Chop it up with you guys. All right, let's do it. Uh, we got to start. You know what? Before I even get to the injury stuff, we need to address yesterday's podcast. And only Cody's here. So, Joey, this, <laughs> does, not, this does not apply to you. But anybody that heard yesterday's podcast, which was the Cubs-related podcast with Corey, Cody, and Ryan, uh, a few <laughs> notes I took down as I listened to the podcast today. Uh, note number one comes from Ryan, who quoted – Mia saying, Luke is ancient, unquote. Okay. <laughs> that, that quote number one I heard from the podcast. I didn't think I was listening. Uh, a quote number two is from Cody, and he says this every podcast. If Luke can do it, you can do it. Trust me. And then he, he, he pointed out twice that he doesn't seem to like that I like to say the Cubs are exploring this season. <laughs> Twice, I didn't twice. say that I didn't like that. I didn't say I didn't like that. He I just said, said you know, that you Luke always say it. To say sometimes they're exploring. <laughs> okay. Not nearly as bad as the other one. And then Corey breaks out the, um, you know, I'm playing the role of Luke today, but I'm not, quote, nearly as old as Luke, unquote. Let's just say respect your elders, gentlemen. <laughs> respect your elders, please, now. Are we going to have uh, some cross, you know, Cubs CHGO podcast beef going on now? Like, oh, are you throwing subs at each other? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But Ancient, that was the one that really. Ancient was the one that I thought the was the biggest That's dig. Ryan Herrera. Yeah. That really, that really crossed the line. I mean, I'm not going to point out that Ryan's feet don't reach the floor, and that's why he sits in the middle seat. I don't ever bring that up. Anyways. You know, I was listening. It's so all in good know. fun. It's Clipper snappers. No, I I was listening <laughs> to yesterday's podcast. He's telling us to get off his lawn. Get off my lawn. Uh, <laughs> you know, 
we get the feel-good story. They beat, they win two out of three against the Padres after the miserable series against the Dodgers and, and really the White Sox too. And then we get an off day, and you're supposed to be riding that high at least for a day until they start the series with the Diamondbacks. And today we get not one piece of bad news, but two pieces of bad news about really kind of the future of the Cubs, right? Like Brendan Davis, we've been talking about Brendan Davis when will he come up? When's he coming? He's a top 15 prospect in all of baseball, the Cubs' number one prospect. And, you know, Brendan Davis is headed to the injured list in Iowa, and he's been off to a terrible start. And now we find out that he hasn't played a game since May 3rd and that it's because of a back injury. He's got he's got a bad – and I won't say back injury. He's got a sore back. We don't know if it's an injury, but something's not right. You know, his back's been bugging him. And uh, the article I read said this may date all the way back to spring training, which potentially could explain his super slow start to the season at Iowa, which has been disappointing for the Cubs and for Cubs fans and, and obviously for Brendan Davis. Um, that's just the one injury. Then the other one <laughs> is Ed Howard. We'll get to that in a second. How concerned are you about Brendan Davis, first of all? Um. Well, Luke, I will say that it's not great. That's for sure. Um, I guess it kind of explains a slow start. Um, so if you want to spin zone it into like, oh, why was he starting off so slow after being insanely good last year in the minors? Um, maybe it is this this back issue. Um, I, uh, you know, the optimism in me, you know how optimistic I am, Luke, uh, Joey. Uh, but the optimism in me is like, I think, especially since he hadn't played since May 3rd and it is now May 12th and they're now putting him on the IL. I think the optimistic person inside me says that it's just going to be for like the, the amount of days, which I would assume is 10 or 15, um, which means he'll probably miss most of the month of May. And you know, that is what it is, but hopefully, hopefully the, the amount of amount of days, once he's able to come back uh, or, you know, when those days are up, hopefully he's able to come back and hopefully we see something, see, see what we saw last year, right? Like it out of all the injuries, this is, it's weird. I, I don't feel that, that negative about it. Uh, it obviously sucks. You want to see him play. It's like, it's only pushing his debut to the major leagues back. Right. Um, yep. but, um, as far as him, you know, I, it's not like he has a history of, of injuries or anything like that. I mean, he played all of last year, doesn't have any injuries at all. So, I, I, you know, for someone like me who's watching from the outside looking in, like, to me, it's like maybe they're just being super cautious with it. Um, he sat this long, might as well just put him on the IL now and, you know, let him just rest and, and then come back whenever he's he's eligible to and, and we'll see what happens. So, yeah, that's kind of like my my hope. I you know I hope like the the other way you could spin it is like, well they didn't put him on the, the IL for what eleven day or nine days, and now they're putting him on the IL. So how serious is it? Like, yeah, you know that's the other side of the spectrum for it. So I to me I I want to look at it at more of an optimistic way, um, but considering all the other injuries happening not only on the major league roster but on the minor league. Uh, in the minor league system as well. It's like just the, one of those things where it's like, how many more of these can we take? Yeah. I mean, Joey, I was wondering like, what should we put 
on a uh, get well card because Nick G on the chat says, who's taking collections to send Brennan a huge get well soon card? He's got five bucks on it. I, I don't know how much money I'd spend on that, but what, what would you what would you put on the card to Brennan Davis if you were writing a get well soon card? You're muted, man. Sorry about that. Oh yeah, there you go. Joey's back. We got him. My 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 uh my two words would be no rush, no rush, Brennan. Take your time. We've seen this at before. We've seen a back injury take a a long term effect on a player. Chris Bryant, I'm thinking back on. We saw that really zap his power for a while and just lingers. And it, I'm I am more concerned about this popping up relatively early in his career than I am you know, about his struggles. I think it's still a small sample size. I think this probably does explain uh, a lot of the slow start, but <clears throat> if, if now this throws off some of his timeline and we don't see him in the big leagues until September, or maybe not even at all, if he can't get right until, you know, whenever that is, I, I, I think it's fine. I think if you're the Cubs, you've got to prioritize making sure that his health is in the right place. I agree. I think the message is, uh, dear Brennan, take your time. Please take your time because he, he is too important. And man, a bad back is a, I mean, look at Anthony Rizzo, how it's bothered him throughout his career. And, you know, then it, that's something you constantly have to worry about. And this kid's what, 22 years old. And you, yeah. know, I mean, you, don't, you don't need that to be an issue moving forward. Uh, we don't know that it's a disc problem or anything like that, but, um, it's a sore back and a sore back is something that can nag you throughout an entire career if you don't take care of it at the right time. So even if it's just, you know what, he needs to go back and let the inflammation go down the back to ease out and, and work on the core for a while. Like that, that's more important than whatever he's going to hit. I personally wish if, if he did know it was a problem in spring training, I kind of wish he didn't go to Iowa right away. I wish he would have started slowly at the beginning of the season because now you're looking at it and you're going, well, those games didn't do you any good. So, you know, take your time. Um, it's pointless to rush back right now. Take your time at the back, get it right, and then and pretend like the season starts all over when you get it right. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I wasn't trying to say that, like, yeah. he should rush back. I was just hoping that it's just not that serious right. or as serious, like, the worst possible thing, right? Uh, you know, and, and for me, the reason that I'd want him to come back is it not necessarily even help go help the Cubs win, but like he, he is the number one prospect in the system. And, you know, we just want to see him play. And like, I, you want to get mad at me for wanting to see the number one prospect in the, <laughs> in the system play. I'm sorry. That's just, I mean, it, Cubs fans are looking for someone to like latch onto. We've gotten to do that with, uh, you know, with Saya, and we've gotten to do that a little bit more with Nico this year. So it's just a little bit of the selfishness inside me. But again, like I'm with you. I if if it is if it is a a serious injury, then yeah, like take your time. If we don't see you at all this year, it's fine. Like you're 22. We'll you know we'll see you in 2023. Let's not go that far, Cody. We need him to play this year. I take <laughs> we it do, back. and that, and that's a thing. Like that. I, that's part of why I want him to come back too, is because you do want to see him come back and play better because then, then you can start talking about, okay, when do we call him up? Like if you don't play, if you're a minor league player and you're a top prospect, you lose value. The the moment injuries start peaking up. Remember when Braylon Marquez was like the Cubs number two prospect, number one prospect 
I know it was back before the Cubs farm system had really turned the corner after the trade deadline last year and, and even before 2020. Uh, you know, he was he he was supposed to be the next big one and he still can be, but he's he's gone through so many injuries the last couple of years and you know, he didn't even make it to spring training this year, so you I'm assuming we probably won't even see Braylon Marquez until at least or at the soonest September if that, you know. Um, so it just comes with what, you know, if you're trying to grow a team through a farm system, like the Cubs are trying to do right now, like that's just kind of like the risk that comes with it. Cause you know, we got, we got lucky with Bryant Rizzo, Baez, Schwarber, you throw Russell in there too, because he helped win the world series. Um, a handful of other guys, we, we really did get lucky with just how that all played out. It's it's just not that easy every single time. Even we've seen that with the White Sox. Uh, if you want to look at a team that's closer to us, you know what I mean? Like that they've had a lot of injuries for guys that they've gotten or developed through their farm system too. So again, I, I for the long term, yeah, I want him to just sit as long as possible and and you know come back when he's ready. But in the short term as well, it's like. Hopefully it's not too bad because if it is, then you're always going to look back at it. And it's just one thing that fans and, and the team will look at and be like, okay, can we rely on this guy to be part of the next core? And, you know, coming into this year, like a lot of people thought he was going to be part of the next great Cubs team. So, right. Yeah. Robbie's world of sports is saying, you know, he wants to know more about the injury. Um, Patrick Mooney and Sahad of Sharma from the athletic have more about that on their website. I'm sure we'll be getting more information as it starts to come out. Um, and Robbie points out, you know, all the injuries the Cubs have and, and the other one at the minor league level that really raised eyebrows today was Ed Howard uh, with what's being described as a significant hip injury. Um, I haven't seen the clip. Cody, you said you saw it on Twitter uh, where he yeah. runs down to first base earlier this week. And yeah. You know, Hopefully this is not season ending, but a significant injury. Um, that's not good news. That doesn't sound positive. That's for sure. <laughs> no, it's, uh, you know, when I watch it, he's running to first base and he's fine, but he almost collided with the first baseman. It, it looks like, and to avoid it, he ended up falling in the process and yeah, he just struggled to even get up. So that one does look a little bit more significant. And what sucks the most about this is not only is he your first round pick from 2020, but he really struggled in Myrtle Beach last year, had an OPS of like 592 or something like that, I read. And this year they put him in South Bend because he was going to be closer to home. And they just really wanted to challenge him. I mean, he was their first round pick and they believe in him, right? So they wanted to challenge him. And, uh, put him closer to home and he struggled out the gates, but over the last 14, 15 games, he had really started to come into his own. So now that this injury happened, it's like shit, like just another setback. And so to me, this one is the most annoying between him and Brennan Davis, because we just don't know the extent of Brennan Davis's injury, right? Like right. This thing with Ed Howard, we all watched it on. If you had <laughs> MIL TV M-I-L-B TV, you saw it. If you are on Twitter and follow all the Cubs prospect accounts out there, you saw it. Like it's definitely one where you're like, that's not good. And so, you know, 
if he is out for the season, that's just another setback for a guy that the Cubs have high hopes for. I mean, even fans are in, everyone's rooting for him. He's a Chicago kid. You want to see him make it to the Cubs one day. Yeah, it's also it concerns me a little bit. He's a he's sort of a, a slight guy, like you know, six two, one eighty five. He doesn't have a a great build necessarily, and that is a serious injury. If if what the discourse around everyone is saying is true, and yeah, I do think that's a little concerning. And and as Cody mentioned, like he already had you know has been a little bit disappointing on the offensive side for sure. Uh, in the start of his of the, in the start of his tenure, defense he's been great. From right. from my understanding, his defense has right. been great. It's the offense that's been, you know, a, a process. And you know, you, I don't know how many games. I think it was like ninety nine games or something like that of his that he's played in the minors so far. So, you know, and he was again off to a little bit better start this year. Actually, like he was he was hitting a little bit higher average. The the power numbers aren't there right now, but yeah, he was off to a good start. Does that uh, so? Just these two injuries alone, and then you and you combine that with what you see happening at the major league level, and you, you know, it's some of the mo- some more guys you've seen. Nico Horner really struggle with injuries early in his career. Uh, I don't Madrigal's hurt right now. A bunch of guys are hurt, but let's take Nico. Let's take Ed Howard. Let's take Brennan Davis. Does this does this trend and really what happened with the White Sox with Berger with you know you see Crochet hurt. You've they've had a ton of injuries throughout their their rebuild uh, and yeah we're calling it a rebuild um does it change your mindset at all about what potentially would happen at the trade deadline this year you know i know yesterday you guys touched on the wilson Contreras thing and he's playing so great right now and you know i i'd said a week ago wilson's the one guy i don't want to see be moved um but days like this make you pause for a second and say, well, how, how close are these prospects? And prospects are prospects. They're not proven major leaguers yet. Right. Um, so if the chance comes and this team is out of it um, completely by the trade deadline, is anybody off the table? You know, I, we, br- we brought up Hendricks and Stroman and Contreras and some of those guys. Is anybody off the table if it really can bring you back pieces? Because – to me, I I paused today and I thought to myself, all right, you got to rethink that theory of certain guys are untouchable because and it, nothing's nothing's for granted. You can't take anything for granted is what I'm trying to say in the minors because injuries like this happen and guys are de- derailed just like Braylon Marquez. Um, you know, it, it happens. So do you need to stockpile as many possibilities you can get there. Do you need do you need to have as many prospects as possible in order for this to really work? I don't think it, it has a huge effect on what they're going to do at the trade deadline, just because I, I think that in terms of the injuries in the minor league level, I mean Horner's concerning, especially because you have the history. But for for Davis and Howard, I think that the strength of the Cubs farm right now is in numbers. They have a lot of they've got a lot of swings. Like they've they've taken a lot of chances. They've got a lot of guys that have good reputations around the league that are still young and I think are bound to make, you know, a push into the top hundred. Like I'm willing to bet that in a year or two, the Cubs are going to have five, six guys in that top hundred list to start the season. And so I don't like, you know, and even if you look at Myrtle beach right now, like uh, Pete Crow Armstrong has been fantastic. James Triantos has been fantastic. 
Uh, Canario had four straight home run games. Like he's been really good. What this concerns me, you know, and especially with Brennan Davis is like, I, I was hoping to see Brennan Davis, like, like how Cody said, because I do think it's important that he gets to the, to the show this year, because I think it's important because for what you want to do this summer or, uh, you know, this winter, uh, and, and, and you got to see what you have and how close we really are to compete. And I, and I think that this would have been a good opportunity for Brennan to get up in, in a relatively low pressure situation. But in terms of the trade deadline, I mean, do you think with all those pieces, like I, I don't think any of us really think that even with all those pieces healthy, they're necessarily competing this year. So that doesn't change for me. I mean, I want them to re-sign Contreras, but I think you got to listen to the right offers. But does yeah. that include does that include Stroman and Hendricks? Because um, you know, we're Miguel Amaya is another minor league guy that was the top of your list, and then he gets injured, and and that all sets back. You can't count on all these guys turning. The Cubs were very very fortunate like Cody was saying earlier, with all the guys that came up and they were healthy. And not only that, they delivered a world series. It was like, it was like the plan was perfect and it worked. And then the white Sox tried to do it and it hasn't worked yet. It doesn't mean it won't work for them, but injuries have been a big problem of what has slowed down their process. And so I'm not saying necessarily these two injuries specifically, do they change the way you're thinking about it? I'm just saying in general, when you see two of your best prospects injured now, is that a reminder that maybe you have to be a little more open than a lot of us fans and front office people might want to be? I mean, my two cents here is that the Cubs, if say, and I'm not, I'm not hoping this, but say Brandon Davis's injury is a little bit more significant than we think right now. And he has to miss, you know, not just the rest of this month, but also June. And he comes back and he continues to struggle. And then the Cubs maybe give him a run in September and he, and he, you know, it's nothing, nothing. And it's nothing special as well. Like you got to go into next year thinking you got to go get yourself a center fielder. And then, maybe perhaps call Brennan Davis up next year or start the year with you or hope he, you know, shows some, some light in 2023. And then you can, you know, then go from there and, you know, let whoever you sign to play center field can help groom him into that spot. Like I can't, like if the Cubs plan to compete in 2023 and 2024, like Mm -hmm. we have been told, they have to supplement the roster with some free agents or some proven veterans out there. They just have to like, and that's why I, I don't, you know, blame some people who've, who've complained about ownership in front office because clearly these injuries are not looking great for us right now. It's putting guys in position that they haven't historically succeeded in into those positions again and having and making them have to step up and play, uh, you know, in a spot they're not comfortable. And like, so in this case, if Brennan Davis, you know, if it is the worst possible, then yeah, the Cubs need to go get a center fielder next year or in the off season and make up for that. Just in case Brennan Davis isn't what we all thought he was. I hope that that isn't the case though. Like I hope that Brennan Davis is our center fielder of the future until PCA comes up and takes his spot because defensively he's better. And then you can put Brennan Davis in left or right field or DH or whatever. But as far as next year, I, you know, Brennan Davis should be starting in the center field next year. No one's taking that spot. 
right now it's Jason Hayward and Rafael Ortega. Like that's it. Like, so, you know, and to me, it's like, you gotta, you, if, if the Cubs plan to compete, they're going to have to supplement the roster. And like center is just one example of that. Right. You could, I could say that about pitching, like say Caleb Killian comes up and he doesn't, you know, he's not it right away. Like, it takes pitchers a while to perform and, and succeed. Right. It's like, I remember when Kyle Hendricks came up and like, he wow. didn't really blow my mind at first. And, you know, he, his 2015 season wasn't insane. And then he led the league in ERA in 2016. So like it takes pitchers times too. So like, like I could say the same thing about going to get another arm for next year too. The point that I'm making is, is the Cubs need to have an insurance, have insurance for some of these prospects. And like, that comes that comes with free agency or you know doing things like they did getting Wade Miley like picking guys up that teams just decide they don't want like I, like they've done that very well I feel like in the past too so it's not even just free agency but they gotta you gotta have a, a backup plan for the for guys like this because just relying on prospects to come up and being good is just not going to guarantee anything and. I would be okay with it if I was a fan of the Reds or the Pirates or the Rays or whoever that's the small market. But the Cubs are a big market team. There's no reason that they shouldn't be adding this, adding to this roster depth-wise. So um, I think many people would agree with me on that. So like that's that's just how I feel about like these injuries with the farm right now. You know, Ed Howard's injury is it sucks, but at even as far as like future prospects coming up for the Cubs, it's like, well, the Cubs are also pretty loaded at infield right now on, on the farm. I mean, Christian Hernandez in rookie ball still, Preciado's at uh, Myrtle Beach, um, and there's another one too that I'm probably missing. So there's there's still options out there for you know infield. So Ed Howard isn't the you know the guy. He's just one of the many who could be part of the next great Cubs team. So I'm clearly rooting for the guy. I want him to be good, but he's not like if, if, if it does not work out with him, the Cubs still do have options on the farm as well. But, you know, Nico Horner, hopefully he's okay. And is in the lineup tomorrow and we don't even have to consider that. So <laughs> I see uh, on the chat, Robbie and some, uh, some of the other guys are asking about, you know, spring training, how much of a factor it was. Uh, obviously it's a factor for the major league level because there's injuries all over the place for the minor league guys. They had their regular spring training and they were able to work out and stuff while the lockout was going on. I think at the major league level, hundred uh, percent, you're seeing more injuries because of uh, the nonsense that went on this winter. And that's just a, I think everybody knew it was going to happen and it's, it's now happening. Um, no Cubs game tonight. So Cody, what do you do for your uh, points bet activity? Uh, Weirdly enough, I'm going to be betting on the White Sox game tonight. Uh, <laughs> check out CHGO bets daily after the show. Me and Sean will be doing it. I'm taking no run first inning. I'll, I'll throw that one out there. Uh, Dylan Seas versus Luis Gill, I think his name is, as they take on the Yankees. Placing that bet on points bet, which is the best way to support CHGO is when you download the points bet app and use code CHGO. When you sign up, if you make a $50 more first-time deposit, receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. I'm wearing one right now. It's pretty soft. It fits me perfectly. I, I love this shirt, actually. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you. Remember that PointsBet is your home for live in-game betting. They even have a new exclusive feature 
live NBA same game parlay for the first time ever. Build the perfect live same game parlay only with points bet. Combine your favorite bet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. You can even boost your live same game parlays. And now online signup is available in Illinois. You can actually download the points bet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. And Luke, I know you're waiting for yeah. it. I say it every show. If Luke can do it, so can you. It's really that easy. Because he's ancient. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Signing up with the fastest sportsbook is now easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. Use code CHGO to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Get a problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. Here at CHGO, we got you covered. Whether whether there is a game or not, we've got daily podcasts on all your favorite Chicago teams. Uh, some of the new podcasts starting up, the Fire Podcast, the Sky Podcast is rolled right on into the season. Red Stars are going. Um, every team. And we also have the post-game shows coming up. We'll be uh, doing another podcast tomorrow night, another late night Friday night, probably in the uh, bathrobe potentially for that one. That's what we're thinking about because it's going to be maybe 1 a.m. when we're doing that one tomorrow. Premium written content for members at all chgo.com. The dope merch, the free shirt when you become a member, and the members only Discord, the chgo. Oh, look at that. Even Joey, you guys are both doing it. I'm, you know what? I'll have to wear my chgo shirt for tomorrow's show. Yeah, I haven't seen you wear it to the office yet. Yeah, I haven't done it yet. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe tomorrow. Tomorrow might be the day. Uh, We are doing an off day podcast here, talking a little bit about the injuries to Ed Howard. Uh, and Brendan Davis a little bit in the first segment. Uh, Joey Spathis is with us, normally producing the show. That is at Joey, S-P-A-T-H-I-S on Twitter. And Cody's Twitter handle is Cody, C-O-D-Y underscore C-H-G-O. Uh, Great memory, Luke. At Luke Stuckmeyer. If you're looking <laughs> for us on Twitter, you can send us messages there as well. Uh, Joey, you got another segment left in in this for you? Let's do it. Let's All right, do let's it. do one more. Um, so I saw, you know, there's been a lot of chat on Twitter today mm-hmm. with all of the, you know, the NFL schedules coming out and Bears fans freaking out on who they're going to play what week. And I find it kind of funny because they're not going to be good this year. And we're going to, you know, probably <laughs> yeah. doesn't matter what week they play the Packers. They're probably not winning those games again this year. Um, yeah. But it got me to thinking, you know, roadie time for in the summer. There's, you know, where do the Cubs play? And we touched on this in the preseason a little bit, but now that you've had a chance to see which teams are kind of good, what road trips are really the best idea? Fans are going out there and and want to take a road trip in the next year or two. Um, and, and June has got a pretty good stretch coming up that you could really – I looked at the Orioles and the Yankees coming up in June, and you could go out east and you could go to Camden Yards for the 7th and 8th then take the ninth off. Maybe you go to New York City for the day, and then you hit New Yankee Stadium the 10th to the 12th. Um, where does that stack up for you guys against versus maybe going to L.A. to see Cubs and Dodgers right after the 4th of July? Um, You know, for me, I, I've already been to Dodger Stadium before, so I, I don't – that that's just me. I've, I've been there. I, I don't really care if I go back or not, but it, it is a cool spot. Um, but I have never been to Yankee Stadium. I never got to go to old one. I've never been to the new one. Um, never been to Baltimore's either. Um, I guess for the sake of enjoying the game while also checking out the new ballpark, I'd go to Baltimore because I feel like it'd be close. Um, and you might see yeah. a win at Baltimore. 
That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, it'd, it'd be close. I mean, Baltimore did just beat St. Louis today. They just won a series there. Uh, I'm not laughing about it in deep inside my soul at all. Uh, it doesn't doesn't make me feel things. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I've also been I've, I've also been out to Oracle Park where the Giants play. It's arguably not even arguably it's, it is far and away like my favorite ballpark outside of Wrigley. Um, so I stopped, I stopped, what they go out to San Francisco in July, right? Or is it August? Uh, end of July is four games with the Giants, and that is okay. a killer ballpark. Um, great view. You got the bay right there. Yeah. Like San Francisco is mean, a beautiful city. It's just super expensive to like go right. there and then do things there. But. but it'll be much cooler there. It's like when it gets really hot and muggy here in Chicago, oh, yeah. you can go out to, you know, Northern California and and mm-hmm. catch a game against some games against the Giants. It's a fun team to watch. Um, I also threw on our list the Phillies at the end of July, just so you could see Schwarber, Castellanos, and some of those guys. Like, yeah. um, it's a pretty fun ballpark. It's a fun city. You know, you hit the cheesesteak places and realize that our food's better than Phillies, but that's okay. <laughs> you know, you'll yeah. compare them and you'll be like, Al's beef is better than this. Yeah. Um, I've, I've never been to Philly, so I, I, I would – I'd love to check out the sites and run up the the stairs by the Rocky statues just so I can be one of the other thousands or millions of people who've done that. You know, how sad is that? They've got a statue of a guy that's not even real. It'd be like, <laughs> yeah, it, their their sports history is so bad in Philadelphia that it'd be like us having a, a Ferris Bueller statue outside yeah. of Wrigley Field. Or uh, what's his name? Uh, Henry Rowengardner, if we put uh, the guy well, from we, American Bond there. He gets marched out at Wrigley a lot, so I won't say too much about Joey. There's Joey, a statue of him, though. Yeah, a statue is another, another deal. Joey, what road trip would you be eyeing there? Uh, I like Baltimore. I've never been, but Camden Yards seems like a really cool park. I agree. I went to, I went to Oracle Park once when it was AT&T Field, I think, uh, and that's really awesome in San Francisco, and it'll be – yeah, just see some good baseball for a change. Um, would be cool. But I'm also thinking about the Field of Dreams game. Like, mm-hmm. and where my mind goes is that when we were doing the whole preseason predictions game, I can't believe we didn't get an over under for the combined win total for the Cubs and the Reds when that game is going to. I don't know. I don't know where to set it. It'd be we we should have taken the under whatever the number was. That's for sure. Well, because it's going to be whatever the Cubs are at plus like five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How embarrassing, by the way. So let's say you, you drag yourself out to Iowa and you're out in the middle of the cornfield. There's nowhere to run if it starts pouring rain out there. You go out to this game and it's against a miserable team like the Reds. How bad is that road trip if you go to Iowa and they lose to the Reds? There's, it's, a, it's a losing situation for the Cubs. They can't, even if they go out there and beat the Reds in Iowa, it's like, well, you beat the Reds. Thanks. Right. Like it's, it's a losing situation for baseball, honestly. Yeah, they should like, reschedule the two teams, honestly. Like, I don't want the Sox guys to hear this, but like, they should just be the White Sox playing someone every every year at that at that event because like it's all based off their team. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's true. Like I, and I'm like I'm okay with saying that I I love Field of Dreams as the movie you know what I mean so whatever but like I wish I don't the Cubs would have got on like I mean obviously this is three or four years ago like it would have been awesome to see like the prime like 2016 even the end of that 2015 season when they were really coming on hot like right. 
and getting yeah. them like some more of that national attention because we saw how many people tuned in for the Field of Dreams game last year. I would have loved yeah. to see. They played in that like little league, little league game or whatever, right? Uh, and like I think it's in Pennsylvania and Williamsport, yeah. And like they had those cool like. I don't. I I want to call my players jerseys, but they're not players weekend jerseys. But they like it, it was like blue and gray. It's like Cubbies right on the front, and they right. had like their had like their nickname. Like I have one in my closet right now. It's it's Javi Baez's, so it says El Mago on the back. Like it's a pretty sweet uni, and I actually got it at a really solid price. <laughs> one that I can't believe I actually got at the price is less than a hundred dollars. <laughs> so. Uh, that was a that, that was a cool game though. I think the Cubs won that game too, um, and I always really enjoyed Players Weekend because they just had new unis for it every year, and then they would put their nicknames on the back. Except that one year where they used like all white, like every team had like a all white jersey. I thought those were dumb, but like when they got when they had like those different blue colored ones that they'd come up with, like for the Cubs and for example, like I thought those were always cool, but. It, the Field of Dreams game this year, they're gonna have to find a way to make it uh make it cool because yeah, it's the Cubs yeah, and like the can, Reds. Can Griffey Jr. play in the game? Is can they do something <laughs> right. like that? Yeah. yeah, like can we Honor- just see can how they have far an veteran have to play in each game? <laughs> right. Like or do like a home run derby let wisdom and uh <laughs> And Joey Votto, see how many balls they can hit right. into the corn. <laughs> like, I don't know. Right. Like... I like the force a veteran to play idea. You, you put Ken Griffey Jr. in the outfield for the Reds, and then Sammy Sosa comes walking through the corn and, and surprises Cubs fans with his his massive return to baseball. Wouldn't that be insane? That actually would steal the show, actually. That would, if that... Sammy walked out and started – Yes, if ran Sammy out with just the American flag up. in the outfield. Yes, that would steal the show – that would give me a reason to think that this this Field of Dreams wow. game or event was better than last year's. That that would that would do it for me. <laughs> I don't, you know, somebody was uh, who was asking this. I think it's Robbie. Why didn't St. Louis take that game? Because really, Cubs Cardinals would be a better matchup. Like why it's the Reds, I'm not totally sure. Um, but now we're hearing, you know, Cubs Cardinals potentially for London 2023. And so my next question for the roadie discussion is. Would you rather have the CHGO bosses load us up on a plane and send us to London for three days, or would you rather go to have them send us to all of these road trips this summer or, you know, similar type schedule next summer minus the the London? So you'd get to go to Baltimore, New York, Philadelphia, San Francisco, Dodger Stadium, Iowa. You'd, You'd hit all of those games or you can go see the one game in London. Which would you rather do? I'd rather go to London. I've never been to Europe. Like I, I want to go to the UK, meet all the UK Cubs fans. Shout out to Rachel who tunes right. in this podcast every day. Like I, from what I've seen from like uh, their the UK Cubs fans, like Twitter and Instagram, like that's a big group out there. I would love to meet some UK Cubs fans and hang out with them at a Cubs Cardinals game in London. Uh that would be that would be like a like a real like awesome proud like Cubs fandom moment for me. Just getting to meet like these are people who listen to our show. Like I would would love to hang out with them. That would be at cool. the Cubs Cardinals game in London. I would be sick. I think it would be, you know, I'd take London too because like I, can you imagine the whole CHGO Cubs crew 
Maybe we get RG from Denver. We, you know, like weekend week in London, like we're videoing the whole experience. We get Herrera's wearing one of the like, you know, the tall like hats. The, <laughs> the double decker bus. The hats taller than Ryan. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That'd be, that'd that'd be fun. Should comment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We got to get, we got to get uh, Ryan Green out there from DMVR. Come with us and like just record it all like and then just make the most badass video that he's made which is going to be super hard because all of his videos are badass but yeah i mean Ryan's that, that sure. would be sick Ryan's does it make- go up to the to the palace you guys y'all know me ryan herrera <laughs> <CHO comes. laughs> the queen would have to be on our podcast we'd have to get her on somehow i don't think uh i don't think you can wear hawaiian shirts if you're interviewing the queen so we'll have to uh Make sure I don't know what the protocol is on that. I don't know about that. Um, what would it make it any different if they told you we we were just going the day before the game, going to the game and flying out the day after? So there's no time to do any kind of um, like if it was strictly a business trip. You were going to the ballpark, and we were going to get there just in time to go to sleep and then wake up, go to the game, get on a plane, and come home. So there's no sightseeing there's no touristy stuff you're not going to see buckingham palace uh, you're not going to see big ben you're not going to see any right. of that stuff you're just going to go and watch the game and do a pod you're not even gonna see the game you're going to do a podcast at a bar now does it change your mind that you would rather go to those other cities i mean yeah i mean i guess i mean again i've never been to london i've never been to the uk like I'm with like you. If we're just going over there to, to like go to a random bar to do the podcast and that's literally it, then no, I don't want to go. <laughs> like we gotta, we gotta, we gotta do it right, Luke. Yeah, like, I mean, just... I feel like we could all tack on vacation afterwards and there'll just be a dead week of no podcasts, or we could do all our podcasts from London while we're there. Yeah, yeah. even on vacation, I'd be willing to do a podcast if they if they at least flew me to London and back. Right, exactly. We could do we could do so much content there while we're off the off like like not clocked in. Like we could still oh, yeah. do so much content. So yeah, we could go see Ted Lasso training his soccer team yeah. and stuff. You know, I mean, exciting. <laughs> Great uh, show. BJ Stevens says, "I want to see Luke stay awake to do post game while jet lagged, <laughs> or Cody <laughs> raging about bad defense and jet lag." And uh, Robbie says he would fly with us. Shout out. All right. Maybe we'll just get a whole private jet. We could take a jet. We should do what DMVR did for like all their like watch parties at their bar, except like we get everyone on a plane and we all go and then like and go to London. You know what I mean? Like, how do we fund that? I don't know. Maybe maybe they fly. I don't know if we're flying for uh, airline tickets for everybody. (laughs) No, for sure not. They're going to have to pay for their own airline ticket, but like we all like go on the same plane and, you know, just go to the game and, you know, whatever, like just, I, I just, the way I imagine it in my head, it's not coming out of my mouth. Perfect. But like, you're so excited. I'm so excited by the thought of it, that it would just be, it would be a very memorable experience. And I would be very happy to share it all with, with you guys and, and the UK Cubs fans for sure. I mean, everybody be bringing their significant others. If you flew to London, that that's one of the road trips where literally everybody piles in a plane. And even if they're not, there working, they're off doing other stuff. You know, it's yeah. like, uh, if you can get one free flight overseas and you have to pay for the other one, 
it's still totally worth it. You're getting half price for your flights. Oh yeah. CHGO is picking up one of them. Mm-hmm. I'm in, I'm in on London. Yeah. Good advice, Luke. You've been around the block a couple times, huh? I've never been to London. So I, that, that really? would be pretty cool. You've been in this industry for a long time. You've had to travel all over the place for yeah, only the bears. You've never been the there. bears played in London, but that was not me. So I like uh, that would be in the black, the black any, Hawks, uh, like Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. I wasn't covering the Blackhawks at that point. I was, I was uh, doing something else. So I wonder where they'll play that, you know, is it going to be like in a, in a big cricket stadium, you know, like, is it going to be Wembley field and they, and it'll they be similar to where down. the, I think the Red Sox and the Yankees, they played in London two years ago before yeah. the pandemic year. You're right. You're and right. like, they'll right. probably play there. Like if you, so yeah. if you just go look up like highlights from that series, like that's probably where they'll play. Um, yeah, I mean, would be fun. And, uh, you know, I don't know if there's any Cardinals fans over there, but I know Cubs fans are not are worldwide. Like we just own the stadium and it'd just be fun. Like that's, uh, that's, that's the way I envision it. Do you think they really do break out the queen to welcome major league baseball teams? If they do that, like, I mean, we have, we have the white house for world series champs. Like I, I have been to the white house. I would like to say for a sporting event, I got to meet the queen. Or at least could see the queen, you know, like within like room's distance. We might have had a chance with Javi and KB and Rizzo. I don't think the queen's coming out for Schwindel and Wisdom. So <laughs> hopefully by next year we'll have some, you know, marquee free agents that we can. But say a Suzuki, say a Suzuki, the queen might be out there. We'll see. Yeah. I hope so. Strowman. So. Yeah. Strowman. That's right. All right. Uh, we're going to take another ad break and do points bet. But, Joe, Joey, we want to thank you for jumping on. I know you got to get to do some stuff here. But, uh, yeah, thanks gonna for go jumping get, on with uh, Join us. Going to go get uh, the bet show set up for Cody and Sean. Join us Ooh. on there. Join us for the Bear Show later, schedule reveal. But thank you guys for having me on. And I uh, look forward to uh, seeing you guys in the office maybe tomorrow. We'll see. No, I just read. I just read the AC is not fixed. We're remote again. One more day tomorrow. It's going to be oh, God. end of the day tomorrow. Okay. So you right, well, then... to see me in my bathrobe tomorrow night at twelve forty-five a.m. Great. I will see. Be you guys here on or Monday. be square. <laughs> I will see you guys on Monday. Thanks for having me again. All right. See, see you, man. Uh, points bet, huh? I got another uh, little points bet. Love here. Let me find it. Sorry, this yeah, is, uh, I wasn't prepared for the second points bet read. I, I apologize. Oh, no, Luke. Um, yeah, now if you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us out and continue to grow is to download the points bet app and use the code CHGO when you sign up. Maybe it'll help us get to London. Who knows? Not only are you going to get two risk free bets up to 2000 bucks, but if you make a $50 or more first time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership which unlocks all the web content from Ryan and Jared and all the guys. Um, for all the different teams, you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. They're in stock now. They're sweet. They're comfortable. They they fit well. Um, if you have any questions, email pointsbet at, at chgo.com, all chgo.com, say, and we'll help you out. In case you missed online sign-up available in Illinois, you can actually download the Points app right now and register your account, start to finish, all from your phone and you're signing up with the fastest sports book. It's easier than ever. So start living your bet life in seconds. What are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. So, yeah, we've been talking a little bit about the, you know, the CHGO trip. 
Um, but hopefully everybody's been going online and rating and reviewing the podcast, Cody, because that, that really Hope helps so. us out. So give us a like, rate and review. Um, you know, if you're watching on Twitter right now, uh, live, flip on over to the YouTube stream because uh, you get a clear picture there. Yeah. But give us you a get review. To Let comments. us know what you're thinking, right? Yeah. If you go on YouTube, you can uh, definitely leave comments. We can't see um, the comments from Twitter. Unfortunately, I don't know why it's the dumbest thing. But uh, if you're on YouTube, you can leave comments. We'll see them. We try to read as many as we can without going down giant rabbit holes. Um, Which happens sometimes. It does happen sometimes. Take us down a rabbit hole. I am on this podcast, so it does happen from time to time. (laughs) You know what's cool about the, the live chat during the game is that um, you know, that's kind of our chance for everybody to kind of be part of the podcast. I think, you know, like mm-hmm. we're able to do it in studio most of the time. And when that happens, you know, we have fun as sitting together as Cub fans and Cub reporters and all of that stuff, Cubs producers. But um, when the chat comes on during the show, it, it feels like everybody's a part of it. Even when a Sox fan sometimes sneaks in there and tries to take over the podcast, it it remains fun. So we love seeing, and frankly, we've seen some different names the last few days too, right? Like um, it's not always the same people. Sometimes you see a lot of familiar names on there, uh, but yeah. it's cool when we get different names on it too. Yeah. Like Nick G he's always in here. Robbie's world of sports. He's been in here a lot. Little Yumper. I saw little, little Yumper. Yumper with yeah. Niren. He's always in here. Rachel, who I mentioned earlier, Aaron strike. He's always in here. Aaron he always Fenton. tweets at me too. Um, yeah, we got uh, it's a lot of different people. Um, so, you know, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun, especially in the chat, especially after wins and even after losses, everyone's just in here venting. So I get it. It's always fun either way. At least we all can vent together and be pissed off together or happy together. It's great. <laughs> right. And again, if you, uh, if you become a member, you get the free shirt. We've got post game shows for everybody. We've got a lot of pregame shows throughout the season, uh, but even the offseason guys are, you know, doing lots of podcasts, the Blackhawks guys, the Bulls guys, the Bears guys. And the Bears were on today, you know, waiting for the schedule release. So that's always that's always a fun podcast. Listen, they did a long draft podcast for sure. Um, mm-hmm. And I know the Blackhawks guys have been planning some guests coming in and out. And then there's the all CHGO podcast, which today was talking about uh, the ultimate road to it. Right. Yeah, yeah, I tuned in today, left a few comments myself, and uh, ironically, I felt like I might have missed one, but I feel like all of them were like, would love to go see the Cubs play the Giants at Oracle Park. Like, yeah, I felt I like mean, all of them said that. It's a great one. That ballpark smells a little bit like garlic because garlic fries are like their big thing. Yeah. Um, so you walk in there, it's like Pittsburgh smells like pierogies, and San Francisco smells like garlic instantly when you walk through the doors of the ballpark. I feel like Wrigley smell is grilled onions. What if you had a smell for Wrigley Field? What would it be? Yeah, grilled onions is a good one. Um, if you're on the if you're on the lower concourse, you know, I mean, not, not necessarily in the bleachers do I smell onions, but when you go through the main gate behind home plate, the first thing yeah. I smell, or in the the left field corner gate, like around third base, to me that smell is instantly you get the grilled mm-hmm. onions. Yeah, I think grilled onions is pretty much hitting it on the nail there, Luke. I can't think of anything else that really from my memory. And I go there a lot, as everyone knows, if they follow me on Twitter. So, um, yeah. Anyway. Anyways, um, 
All right, so now the Cubs, you know, you hope not to waste two out of three against the Padres. Uh, we, mm-hmm. we did the roller coaster ride of Monday's podcast was nothing but anger, disappointment, and despair. <laughs> you know, yeah. it was like White a pregame Sox show. The yeah. Dodgers, and it was like, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? Two and nine. We knew it was going to be a tough road trip, but but that like, was embarrassing. Wow. You scored, right. you know, you could barely score a run against the Dodgers, and they were piling them up. Um, now you finish up this West Coast trip, which again, West Coast trips are always tough on the Cubs. So yes. to get two out of three in San Diego against a team that you know NLCS expectations, in my opinion. Uh, like, certainly a playoff expectation, but that's a team yeah. that also could end up in the World Series. That they make a move or two, like mm-hmm. you know, they they've been doing playing well without Tatis. So, and by the way, did you see that um, they just signed Robinson Cano? They did do it. It, it is official yeah. now. That's what I was yeah. going to say. Like yeah. th- they're so desperate after losing two out of three to the Cubs that they were like, "All right, we'll take Robinson Cano." And like we just <laughs> lost two out of three to the Cubs. We we got to yeah. do something to fix this team. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, going into tomorrow, you're you're feeling, you know, you're feeling pretty good if you're David Ross, especially if you can get at least get Suzuki back in there. I don't know, you know, again, we still don't really know much about Nico, um, but you're hoping both of those guys are are okay and you can get them back in the lineup. And you know, if if not one or if not both, at least one, I, I feel like we'll probably see Suzuki tomorrow, um, but. Yeah, you know, you're feeling good. And then hopefully Strowman can get off the IL, which again, we, we really don't know what it is because there's no like right. designation, but most most like assume it's COVID, right? most assume it's COVID. Hopefully it's not like a serious like obviously we hope it's not serious, but like you know how those situations go. So right. hopefully he can I mean they don't the Cubs haven't named a starter for, th- for Saturday or Sunday. So I'm assuming that they're, they're hoping that Strowman will be good for one of these games this weekend. So, you know, we uh, we kind of don't really know what to expect going this weekend considering the injuries, but hopefully it's not nearly as bad as what many assume. And, you know, I, I know Andrelton Simmons is, is, a, is a topic of when is he coming, especially if the Nico injury is, you know, I don't think it's significant, but if it's, you know, a, a, an IL stint, uh the Cubs need terrible. to, yeah. If it is an IL stint, then the Cubs need to get Simmons to the majors sooner rather than later. I'll say that much. <laughs> so, For a lot of reasons. I mean, they just need his defense. Like, you know, yeah. I think a lot of people laughed at the signing in, in the offseason and, and raised a lot of. Uh, yeah, because everyone wanted Correa. Right. Which, we, at this, at which is fair. <laughs> at this point, he's a signing that's important to the team because you, you have yeah. to have. They're a ground ball pitching staff, and you've got to have guys that can feel the ball. And if Nico's not there, man, mm. you better have somebody that can at least play right. defense. But uh, right, and, and and again, you know, the, the Cubs are coming off of winning two out of three against the Padres. We're sitting at what eleven and nineteen. So yeah, it can we can be negative and say yeah, this team is done. They're not. We should just fast forward to the to the uh, trade deadline now, but you look at the schedule and the Cubs schedule is significantly easier over the cu- next couple weeks. And who knows, you know, baseball is weird, man. Like for, for the sake of seeing what, what I like to make fun of you for saying for the whole exploring and, 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 and finding time <laughs> the, for finding like certain guys who are going to be part of the next great Cubs team. 
you you find those when your team is competitive and in games. Like if the Cubs would have lost yesterday, yeah, I would have been mad because they would have blown a 5-2 lead and lost. But at least there was a lot of great things out of the game that we could have sat here and talked about. So you're you're looking for stuff like that to be you know excited about moving forward. So you know I for for my sake and for everyone in the chat's sake and your sake, Luke. Like I just hope that we they play like they did the last three games and you know we see some more you know some more things like if Nico can play, continue to see him grow. If, if uh, you know Suzuki seemed to be coming out of the slump a little bit this week before the injury. Um, you know, like so, I, there's a lot of there's a lot of things to look forward to, especially with this easy schedule coming up. Uh, in terms of wins and losses, yeah, of course the Cubs should have a chance to win a lot of those games. Will they? I don't know. I can't promise anything with this team, but right. uh, yeah, no, it's just there. I don't. I just don't want people to just say that we should just go straight to the trade deadline now. Like, and that's why Simmons adding Simmons to the roster is significant. You need him out there for defense. And like I said on yesterday's podcast, if you have better defense in that seventh inning, you don't make Scott Efros throw even more pitches and 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 waste bullets. You know what I mean? Right. Like it really is significant when it comes to even your pitchers because if you don't have good defense behind your pitchers, then you're going to force them to throw more, and then they're going to give up more runs or more hits, and then you're looking. The, the the casual fan will be looking at the the box score and they'll be like, why did this guy suck? And it's like, well, it wasn't really his fault if you really watched the game, right? So, you know, like it's just little things like that that you know that are important. And maybe the casual fan won't see it that way, but people like me and you will see it that way. And, and people in the chat who really genuinely care about this team. So yeah, Simmons adding Simmons to the roster is very significant in this current moment. If if Nico has to miss ten days, you know what I mean. Right. I, I will say this. Don't overlook, you know, you played the Padres well. Don't overlook Arizona, who's 17 and 15. And I was looking at their top four starters, their ERAs, 171, 178, 3.34, and 0. 0.9. Like, yeah. they're getting it done with starting pitching. And, by the way, the 3.34, the worst out of the four, is <laughs> – is Zach Davies like? Yep. <laughs> yeah, you it's know? not fair. It's not fair. Like, like that'll send Brendan over the edge if he hears that. We don't. Yeah. Not even, we're not even supposed to bring his name up on the podcast, from what I understand. <laughs> yeah, we're um, not supposed to talk about Zach Davies on this podcast. But no, we'll let it go. Uh, we got yeah. a couple minutes left. I do want to point out today is the 52 year anniversary of Ernie Banks hitting his 500th career home run. Uh, Luke, where were you when that happened? That's funny. That's real funny. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. It was just first too of easy. All, first of all, it's not that far away from being possible. It's yeah. only two years off. Yeah. Uh, he finished with 512, but, you know, I mean, it's hard to believe there's there's only there's still only 28 players that have hit that many home runs in Major League history. He's one of 28, and – how many of the 28 were steroid users? Right. How many, yeah. how many of the 28 were cheaters? So you knock off another possibly 10 guys off that list. I could think of at least a handful, at least five already that I can think of that are on the list. All right. Now you're now you're under 20 potentially. And mm -hmm. that's that's an unbelievable feat for mm -hmm. um, you know, guy known as Mr. Cub. Yeah. So for me, obviously I didn't get to see him play, uh, but you know, growing up with Sammy Sosa and the way that I watch him hit home runs, he made it seem like it was so easy that I just thought anyone can do it. But, 
you know, as I grew up, I obviously learned that it's not. And, uh, you know, when I think about some of former Cubs that, you know, were power hitters like Ramos Ramirez and, you know, Anthony Rizzo and, and, and Derek Lee and, you know, other guys. And like, they're nowhere near that 500, like, mark. And it's less like, that's what's really kind of insane about the players who are able to do that. Um, So, because, you know, I grew up thinking those guys were really good. And I mean, and Rizzo, his career isn't over yet, but like, I don't think he's going to hit that mark unless he just really turns his career back into like, 2015 through 2018 form consistently but that is here or there but again uh, the point i'm making is like it's just really hard to hit that many home runs and just like a lot of it has to do with longevity but man he was 14 time all-star right from all the things i've read and 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 highlights i've watched i mean that's one thing i wish i could have seen when i you know when he was playing I tell you one one of the cooler things about my previous job um, when it was Comcast Sportsnet and then NBC and CSN and all that was when I when I would do Cubs games and the sideline reporting you know early on like we're talking back like two thousand four five six seven eight nine you'd be out at the ballpark and you'd have to get there four hours before the game would start right and so mm-hmm. there's the locker room or the clubhouse is only open for a few minutes and then there's a lot of time before the pregame show starts. And when you're doing your sideline hit for the pregame show, if that's what you're doing or the pregame show live at the ballpark. So you'd spend a lot of time just sitting in the dugout, whether it was to be out of the sun or out of the wind and rain or whatever it might be. You just would sit in that before it was renovated, the old dugout. And one of the cooler things in my career has been getting to sit in that old dugout and, Nobody else being there and be able to sit and talk to Ernie Banks. Like he would just come <laughs> down, you know, to meet a fan for some autograph thing he had to do. And then he would just hang out. So, and Ron Santo and Billy Williams, the same thing. They would just come down, sit out in the dugout, and they'd be like, so how's it going with the family? You know, like he, he would forget that we talked about it the time before, but it was just a fun conversation to watch him watch the other players. And, and you know, this is someone you look at and he's like, first ballot hall of famer, you know, and to be able to have that conversation, whether it was about baseball or real life, it's something I never take for granted. Like that was more cool than watching, you know, an eight game winning streak was to be able to talk to Ernie Banks about something like some one of the greatest players of all time. Um, Mm. So, you know, every time his 500th home run comes up um, or a double header is played, I always think back to those days and that's, that's something that's really cool to think about. Yeah, it's uh, it's really fun, and uh, hopefully in due time, you know, years down the road when Bryant Rizzo buys and all those guys have retired and stuff, and you That's know, right. have become you know they're legends in the city already. But you know, whenever they're you know welcome back and you know they're past their you know way past their playing days, like hopefully one or two of those guys becomes kind of like that next guy who's. Yeah. Kind of like what you just explained, because like that, that would that would mean a lot to fans. It really would. Hey, so. Brent, Brennan Davis, Max Bain, our buddy, all those guys, mm-hmm. they might be that person for your kids someday down the line. Who like, knows? Yeah, that'd be wild, right? <laughs> they might be sitting in a dugout talking to Brennan Davis and Ed Howard and who Caleb Killian, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah. see. We'll, we'll see. see. But um, yeah, I mean, 
it's a cool it's a cool day in Cubs history. Um, you think of Jack Brickhouse on the call. It's one of those old videos that you still see, uh, and it's always you know whenever they show an Ernie highlight, it's always the 500th home run and Jack Brickhouse calling it mm-hmm. uh, as he runs around the bases. So, uh, tip of the cap to Ernie Banks on his anniversary of home run number 500. He had 512 in his career. Uh, what do you think? How many are they going to take out of this series against the Diamondbacks? Uh, I will say, you want me to be optimistic, Cody, like I always am. Might as well just say two. <laughs> All right, I'll just, yeah, two. You know, I'll just be optimistic. We're gonna win the series. We're gonna go back to Chicago with a four and two, uh, road record. All right, I'll I'll stick with that. We got a pregame show tomorrow at uh, eight eight o'clock. Remote. We'll be we'll in be these exact to join spots. Us, you know. Yeah, yeah, we'll be we'll be hanging out here in uh, bunny slippers and and bathrobes probably. Yeah, um, because it's ninety eight <laughs> degrees in the studio at the moment. <laughs> so uh, we'll hope you join us at eight o'clock, and then we hope you'll stick around late uh, tomorrow night for the post game show. Uh, Cody and I'll wrap it all up, and we're hoping to have a nice chat going after Game One between the Diamondbacks and the Cubs. Uh, thanks for listening to the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by PointsBet. I'm Luke Stuckmeyer for Joey Spathis and Cody Domendo. We want to say thanks again. Don't forget two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. That's points bet. And we will see you tomorrow.